Welcome to CrossFit Versus Pregnancy, the podcast for the first time or new fit mum who's looking for reassurance and guidance about training throughout their pregnancy. I'm Misha, a coach who went from competitive bodybuilder to crossfitter to expecting first-time mum all in 18 months. Having searched through what feels like the entire web for do's and don'ts, I realised that the best way I could prepare for a CrossFit baby would be to speak to those with first-hand experience and share mine week by week. From coaches to athletes, new mums to veteran parents, you can follow my CrossFit pregnancy journey as well as learn from those who have successfully lived through it. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is episode four of CrossFit versus Pregnancy. I'm Misha and I am now... 12 and a half weeks pregnant. God, I say that with really needing to think about it. Get brain into gear. Come on. <laughs> Ridiculous <laughs> that my brain isn't working and I've only just said hello. I don't know if anyone else has experienced baby brain, but it's certainly kicking in in full swing for me now at 12 weeks. But anyway, we are incredibly lucky again to be joined by our in-house ex-midwife, Charlotte. Hi, Charlotte. How are you? Hi, I'm all good, thank you. Very glad that the heat has subsided. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Talk, tell me about it. I don't think I'm particularly bothered by heat usually, but feeling nauseous in extreme heat, it just took it to a whole other level. So yeah, I'm definitely like you. It's so much easier to get through the day. <laughs> without without the extreme heat so um as i was just saying i'm now 12 and a half weeks pregnant which means that at the end of last week i had my first scan which was i think i was really nervous and this relates to a couple of things that i've said previously in episodes about this is kind of first time that you see your baby live it is the point of the scan is to investigate any extreme potential genetic diseases or problems with the baby. Apart from the fact that you get to see it and you find out when you're due um, and check that it, everything is pretty much okay. It was a really nerve-wracking thing. I think I'd built it up in my mind. Not many people know that I'm pregnant still and everything was resting on this scan and so yeah I was very nervous and Ollie came with me of course and firstly I'm just going to say this straight away because I have spoken about my not such good experience with a midwife the lady that did my ultrasound was amazing she oh I'm so glad to hear that oh it was so good she was wonderful her name was Anna and she made me feel so at ease and really relaxed and just just really kind and and really just everything that you kind of want as a first time mum when you are a bit nervous and I sort of said that when we went in and and she was brilliant and to to summarize the experience for 80% of the time my baby was asleep so lie on a bed they lube up your belly <laughs> and um and then they uh, do the scan on ultrasound and yeah, found the baby straight away. That was kind of a moment, you know, wow, it's it's really in there. Yes, I'm definitely pregnant. Okay, good. <laughs> There's just one. There's yeah, just the one. There was just the one, which was also very re- relieved. Yeah. But it was 
face down and <laughs> the first thing that I said was, it looks like a potato. And I grabbed Ronnie's <laughs> arm and I said to him, why does it look like a potato? Because it didn't really resemble like head, body, arms, anything. It just couldn't cut. And I was freaking out. For those of you that followed and watched Friends back in the day similar to her experience when she couldn't see it I mean yes my baby is much bigger than than Rachel's was in Friends but I was having this freak out moment of like what what is wrong with this baby it just looks like a potato so then she she um reassured me and said no your baby's just asleep it's it's face down don't worry they sleep loads and was very reassuring anyway fast forward a while it was still asleep and I started to freak out because I was thinking, are you sure it's asleep? Are you sure there's not something wrong? You know, she was doing all her checks and measurements and uh, fascinating the checks that she was doing. It just blew my mind. She was like, there's one of your ovaries. I can tell that the egg was released from your right ovary. I was like, How? I did not know they could do that. I know. It blew That's amazing. my mind. Honestly, because I was like, I don't even know what you're looking at. She was like, well, there's your ovary. And I was like, where? What? <laughs> What it just looks like a you know everything apart from the clear black background from my very full bladder and you know the white that it was just that I didn't have a clue how she was how she was seeing that yeah but I thought that was that blew my mind when she said yeah I can see where the the egg was released from your right ovary unbelievable and anyway so I started to freak out and I was like how uh, you know are you sure that the baby's asleep? So she could tell that I was starting to worry. So she said, I want to wake up your baby. So I was like, great, let's wake it up. And <laughs> so at first, she basically just started to wiggle my belly around using the um, ultrasound like machine, sort of giving me a bit of a jiggle, trying to get, my, get it moving. You could see on the screen that it was kind of moving around, but it wasn't moving still. It was just kind of being shaken. Then she was like, look, we're going to have to take desperate measures. You're going to have to do it. So I was like, oh, God, what's she going to make me do? So I'm lying on the bed. She said, pick up your feet, put your plant your feet on the bed, thrust your hips up, just shake your hips, like wiggle your bum around. So there I am, lying on the bed, <laughs> hip thrusting and shaking my bum, trying to get this With baby to wake up. With a very full bladder. With a very full bladder. She was <laughs> couldn't believe how full my bladder was. It was, yeah, I mean, when someone tells me to drink a litre, I, I drink two. Anyway, so I'm shaking around. She tells me to relax after about 30 seconds. I'm knackered. And the baby starts kicking and moving. Yay! And, oh, my God. It, I was, one, incredibly relieved. But two, that was when it really hit me. That, you know, because up until then, it it just looked like a potato to me. <laughs> so to see the arms and legs kick, then it turned on, onto its back and sort of stretched a bit. And, oh, that, I lost my mind then. I just Aww. got quite tearful and it, it felt really real. Although what really blew my mind was how it moved so much. And I just, no feeling whatsoever, which is just unbelievable you know I mean it's granted it's not huge I believe it was about the size of a lime maybe a little bit bigger um but she 9.9.6 yes. 9. centimeters cool well there you go which which you know it's not it's not minuscule it's not microscopic no, it's not. so that's what that's what made me sort of one says 8.7 and one says 9.7 so we'll go nine 
Nine cool. centimetres. Well, not microscopic. Very strange that you couldn't feel it, you know, even if it was just, I don't know, a bit of sloshing around or anything. No, nothing. Crazy. But... Yeah, so it was mass relief, incredibly exciting, really quite emotionally overwhelming. Did all the tests. She did all, so basically what they do at your first scan, they do lots of measurements and checks via the ultrasound, take subsequent blood tests the same day and coincide the results to indicate whether you are at risk of some genetic diseases. What are those again, Charlotte? They are the Down syndrome, which everyone knows, and also mm -hmm. Edwards and Patel's, which are two different chromosomal um, syndromes that a baby can have. Mm -hmm. And they sadly cause a lot more problems yes. than yeah. Down syndrome. So anyway, they, you don't have to have those screenings. It is a personal choice. Um, but we decided that it was something that we wanted to do. So yeah, did the blood test and then that was it. Uh, booked my 20 week scan whilst I was there, which is obviously not for another eight weeks. Um, unfortunately, locally to us, they don't offer gender scans. Now, I say unfortunately because I'm not bothered. I wouldn't mind it being surprised. But Ollie would quite like to know what we are having. So we are still in the talking stages of booking a gender scan so that we can find out what we're having. But that won't be around. It'll probably be after the 16-week mark. So, yes, I'll keep you up to date on if we, obviously, if we choose to reveal what we're having. But, yeah, otherwise, um, I think the main thing that was a bit of a relief was feeling like I could tell people without worrying now. Um, what I was told at the scan appointment was if I was at high risk, I would be contacted by a phone within three days of the appointment to be advised of next steps otherwise I wouldn't hear anything so I still swore my parents to not shout it <laughs> or to all their <laughs> friends until yesterday so that I was just confident that I wasn't going to hear anything and I didn't so um, lots of our family now know and over the weekend I went to a Hindu perfect opportunity to tell the girls that I went with so that I didn't have an excuse not to drink so that was Aww. really nice to share that and everyone has just been so wonderfully excited and showing you know being so caring and um, understanding and yeah it just feels like a huge relief to be able to tell people especially from the point of view of training now as as I've been saying throughout the episode so far uh, my coach and now his brother and other coach at the CrossFit gym that I attend know that I'm pregnant and so I haven't felt uncomfortable attending classes there has always been that understanding that you know I'm not going to be pushing myself maximally in in sessions etc but it's also nice now that the people that I train with on a daily basis who know me for being very driven and pushing myself to my limits who have been kind of raising one eyebrow at my decline in <laughs> in my training <laughs> sessions to be able to share with them as well was um was is just really nice and and now it just feels yeah it, it, I just feel so much more relaxed now that first 12 weeks was quite a scary intimidating time and now I feel like you know those it's it's I can kind of move forward more comfortably 
So I haven't really got much to report in terms of how I'm feeling. Nothing's changed. I'm still training the same. Um, well, I've made a couple of adjustments, which I'll come on to in a minute. The nausea is just constant. It's still there. Oh my God, can I not wait for this glow up to happen that people keep talking <laughs> about, you know, coming into the second trimester, which is supposedly, we're not going to talk too much about it this today we're going to wait until next episode but supposedly is kind of the glow up trimester when you feel your best and your energy comes back and the nausea subsides hurry up please <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't wait for this to happen um yeah so everything's still the same the bloating is exactly the same I wake up some mornings bloated I would say 50 50 50 percent like this morning I woke up and I haven't felt this flat on my stomach for weeks. And um, this morning, again, I could see my upper abs, which I feel like I haven't seen for a while. But then, you know, it's, you know, um, mid-morning now, it's half past ten, and um, it's all gone. And I just feel like a, a I keep calling it my, my bump bloat, because it's not a bump, and it's not just bloating. It's definitely a combination of the two. A combination of both. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, nothing else has changed, though, really. I, I guess you could say that my afternoon energy may have improved a bit. I'm not feeling that absolutely overwhelming need to have a nap um, after I've sort of done the first part of my day of work. So, so that's quite nice. But I say that when I finish work, I have my dinner and then sit down. Let's say it's perhaps about 6.30. I tend to fall asleep on the sofa pretty immediately so. <laughs> um so yeah I think that's that's the only thing that I've noticed but otherwise in terms of training um actually there is one other thing I really want a bump Charlotte I really Aww, want one now. it will and, come and I think because I now have shared it with people and <laughs> it's quite funny sharing it with my guy friends because they're obviously <laughs> clueless and majority of my guy friends are younger than me and so when I shared that I was pregnant you know that I think they were expecting me to say like I was a couple of weeks gone because then it is the immediate when I say well, how 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 pregnant are you and I say like you know I'm three months they're like what and then the immediate stare down to my tummy and I'm like I am pregnant you just can't see I promise I am <laughs> yeah exactly they're just sort of mind blown so Let's talk about that because I'm so keen on having this, you know, I'm happy to talk about it now and share with people. But, you know, it's that kind of when when am I going to be able to actually say, look, I am pregnant <laughs> and you can actually see it. Yeah. Um, it's everyone's anatomy is different. And you get some people that literally show that they're pregnant from six weeks. Yeah. And then you get other people that don't really have a full on bump or even a little bit of a bump until sort of 16 weeks mm -hmm. and it's it's I would how I would estimate that yours is probably because of how tight your abs are mm -hmm. your abs have to separate mm -hmm. to allow the uterus to start to show mm -hmm. and if you've got very very tight abs it's going to take a lot longer for them to separate than someone that doesn't necessarily have as tighten abs um that will potentially be a benefit for you after pregnancy because hopefully mm. you should come back together a little bit quicker than mm. maybe someone else that doesn't train but hopefully in the next few weeks you'll start to get a little bit of a bump i mean 
is it bad that I, at the end of the day, when I've got a bloat bump, that I kind of like try and show no up a bit no more. it's not bad at all <laughs> that's that's when you take your week picture when you take your weekly pictures yeah, in the evening course. when you've got when you've got a uh, a bloated bump yeah absolutely you know i'm i'm all for in the morning when i'm going when i train i i don't look pregnant at all i kind of wish that i trained later so i could be like look it's look at my little bump i'm just bloated but yeah <laughs> but it's a bump we can say it's a bump it's okay because okay. there is a baby in there there, there is, and I've seen it, and it's crazy. You have, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but you, yeah. will, you may find that all of a sudden you'll wake up one day and you'll have just popped, and people don't tend to believe that, but you, you will. You'll wake up and you'll be like, oh, where did there that come is. from? Okay. <laughs> cool. Well, I, I kind of hope that is when um, Ollie is away. Ollie works away um, pretty much a week on a week off currently in his current job. So it would be quite nice if when he came back, he was like, oh, now you're pregnant. Because I also think something that we haven't spoken about, which a lot of a lot of new mums that I'm friends with or, you know, have spoken to have said that they do feel that it's so different for the man. I don't know if we've mentioned it in a previous episode as well, but it must be really hard for them because, of course, watching a scan of your partner and seeing the baby live is is just only a small indication that this is real. They don't have any physical, you know, connection to this baby and that they, you know, they can't see it at the moment. Ollie doesn't think that, I mean, apart from at the end of the day when I've got a little bloaty bump. But other than that, there is no real indication that this is happening. And so many of my friends new, who are new mums have said, you know, until they see baby live, you've just given birth it probably won't kick in which is so true it must be really difficult for for the guys yeah it like you said they have no connection to it a lot of people say that um a woman becomes pregnant when she becomes pregnant whereas a dad doesn't feel like a dad until the baby's in their arms Mm -hmm. because it's physically there you may find that once you start feeling kicks and ollie can feel kicks and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing that it becomes a bit more real for him because Mm -hmm. he can actually feel that yeah whereas Mm -hmm. obviously you can feel it inside you Mm -hmm. um he can't feel that at all but then if he can feel it on the outside he'll find that he feels a bit more connected yeah um with the baby and also Mm -hmm. at that point you can start like having him talk to the baby reading Mm. books and everything like that they can generally hear men's voices better than women's voices anyway because of the depth of the voice and the vibrations through the amniotic fluid interesting well we definitely talk talk about that when when we get to a point where the baby is definitely more in tune with what's going on um but i guess i think something that has been worrying me as I've got to this point now where I'm being more open about my pregnancy something that I haven't done yet um, which which this will seem so far gone um, when you hear this episode live but I haven't announced it to my social media following yet there's a couple of reasons for that number one we only have just shared the news with family at the beginning of this week some people only found out yesterday so I wanted it to still be close friends and family that were the first people to find out so that's the main reason but the other reason is kind of feeling a little bit of apprehension about about doing so because because of things that I've read and think people's own experiences so 
being someone that who is really confident in myself, my process, I'm very, very lucky and fortunate, I know I've said this before, to have some incredibly experienced people around me. So I feel really informed and confident about this journey that I'm about to embark on. So I've got, obviously we've got Charlotte, who's who's been incredibly helpful so far. I've spoken to so many mums who have been through what I'm now going through. Um, I also have a coach who has just had his child and took his wife through it. So, you know, I'm really lucky to have all of these incredibly educated, informed people around me. But that doesn't still mean that I'm going to share my journey and my intentions, especially when it comes to training and that there isn't going to be some negativity. And the reason, I guess, that I've created a little bit of apprehension around it is because of what I've read. And this isn't the only instance of this but it was um kind of a an an article that I read that really struck a nerve with me because of I suppose similarities in our careers so I'll put it in the notes so if you guys want to read it yes it's the Daily Mail yes the Daily Mail has a tendency to exaggerate and such but um the the crux of the information is is still really shocking so essentially a trainer um, a coach or a personal trainer in america who's 34 so we're the same age um was she was trolled epically by her followers sharing her journey whilst she continued to train while she was pregnant basically to summarize for you guys it says uh yanya exercised frequently before pregnancy and has continued to do so throughout under guidance from her doctor okay so you know, she's openly saying that I'm getting the right guidance, etc. Yet men, which we will come to, on social media accuse her of being a horrible mother and insist her baby will be born handicapped. Now, as you guys are listening to this, you are clearly trying to inform yourself and we're all trying to learn here because I'm still learning. And, you know, I, I know Charlotte sort of said, oh, well, that's really interesting a few times. So we're all learning here. Right. But all that says to me is that these people are incredibly ill-informed and naive about what we're doing but it doesn't make it any easier to hear especially when it's about yourself so she has shared the benefits of exercise during pregnancy to both um, mother and baby including good heart health and people have you know backed her up on this but she has really got some abuse um so she has even had claims um she's claims that even some people have accused her of trying to kill her baby which is just horrible right i mean imagine hearing that i mean she this is her second pregnancy doesn't make it any easier but you know for me reading that thinking jesus you know i have a substantial following on social media regardless of my security and my journey and what i'm doing to be trolled in any capacity is horrible so i the main thing that jumps out for me is the fact that 99 percent of the messages were from men yeah like right. that's that's a little bit infuriating mm-hmm. like honestly a, a man has no right to tell a woman that she's damaging her baby in pregnancy like right. a woman is going to care for that baby mm-hmm. that woman would give her life for that baby Exactly. Everyone knows that a mother does absolutely everything in their power to protect their baby. Mm-hmm. And for a man to comment and say, oh, no, you're purposefully trying to harm your child or your unborn child, that's 
like I'm a little bit speechless. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's it's just sickening. And and if you read the entire article, you'll see that she there's some pictures of her and she looks amazing. I mean, she does, doesn't she? She's. I'm quite um, impressed with the weights she's lifting. I don't think I could even lift those weights, and I'm not pregnant. Well, I did work out that she had she. So in to 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 explain to you guys that are listening, <clears throat> in a number of pictures, she has um, a 20 kilo barbell on her back. And she is doing some back squats. So at the at, she looks pretty pregnant at this point. I would say she's in her third trimester. She's got a prominent bump, and she has a hundred kilos on the bar. Which for someone <laughs> and and that like I can hear I can hear Charlotte shocked. Right for someone that is already stepping back on what I would usually lift. So my max back squat is one hundred and forty two point five. That's for one rep. Okay, so we're not talking reps for reps, but that's heavy and I know that that is really strong for a, for a woman now just two days ago I did a session in my class which was um, progressive lifts with a back squat and my coach came up to me and said are you, you does this feel okay and I said yeah because I'm literally working to 50% um, and I think I pushed it up to about 65% of my max which feels so comfortable and easy for me um, you know, it's nowhere near maximal effort. So actually for me to see these pictures, I'm not shocked at all. 100 kilos for her might be similar to for me. You know, 100 kilos for me is is about 60%. So realistically, it's not, it's, it's really not too bad. But I yeah. can also understand for someone that perhaps hasn't got that um, understanding or personal experience, they will look at it and go, Jesus, that's really heavy. But at the same time, she's not ill-informed. She's a she's a coach. She's a personal trainer. So it's not like she's doing things completely ill-informed and not knowing what she's doing. Um, you can but... also see from the pictures when she is doing that back squat that her position has changed. She's mm-hmm. got her knees and her hips all in line. So yep. she's got a very um, narrow gait, mm-hmm. which is purposefully done to protect your pelvis when you are pregnant rather yep. than doing a... A deeper wider squat mm-hmm. which she maybe would do normally obviously mm-hmm. I don't know completely technicalities in terms of training mm-hmm. but from looking at it and the the sort of exercise knowledge that I do have it looks like she is definitely protecting herself more mm-hmm. given that she is pregnant so it's not like she's just picking up a heavy weight and then doing everything she would do normally she's clearly yeah. adapted things while she is pregnant yeah exactly exactly so so anyway really sad and for anyone that wants to go digging i would probably recommend not especially if you are feeling a bit apprehensive about pregnancy and training stick with us we're going to reassure you and and hopefully make you feel a bit better about it but there is so much out there unfortunately and i haven't spoken personally spoken to anyone um, on this journey yet that has experienced such but to read about it doesn't make it any easier but this the reason I wanted to bring that up is because a couple of weeks ago, maybe a week ago, Charlotte found this article which made us both incredibly excited because in previous weeks we have spoken about the understanding and complete, yeah, complete understanding that there are not many or any studies done on pregnant women about the effects of training um, whilst pregnant understandably and I completely get that you get that Charlotte we both said of course why would people want to put themselves through that risk however 
Charlotte found this article and I was so thrilled to read about it. Um, uh, Dr. Stacey Sims, um, an exercise physiologist and nutrition scientist, has written a blog about, um, so she summarises essentially a study. Um, I will put the link for Dr. Sims's uh, blog and I will also put the link to the study so you can read the full study as well, both of which are really interesting reads. If you want the summary, just go straight to the blog. So I'm going to give you a few snippets from it now. So she discusses a variety of quite recent studies that have been done to promote exercise during pregnancy. So in, 2009, in a 2019 meta-analysis, including more than 32,000 women, so we are talking a real medical study here, found that vigorous exercise into the third trimester not only didn't adversely affect the birth outcome, but also vigorous exercises had lower risk of premature birth. That is, I mean, mic drop to all those twats that were <laughs> trolling that woman right I love that that's amazing so that's really recent and 32,000 women is a gigantic study we're not right. talking 20 here this is a massive yeah. um snippet so, of the population exactly um so it's a re it's the real deal we're not just talking about you know someone that's done a paper at university and they're trying to get there <laughs> trying to get their like, yeah, exactly. last paper in so another point was um that was made from another study was training also improves the health of the placenta itself by improving its vascular function so the developing baby gets more blood flow and that was according to 2014 research published in frontiers in pharmacology <laughs> pharmacology there we go that's the one <laughs> So yeah, and, and, that, and that makes complete sense. That is something that I would kind of, and, and I'm sure you agree, Charlotte, you know, increase yeah, definitely. oxygen going through the body when you exercise, there's going to be more of that in the blood. And then naturally when, when we get pregnant, which I think Charlotte, you've already mentioned, our blood actually, our blood volume increases, right? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. So um, again, that makes complete sense. Um, but another one which I thought was amazing and in in the blog and in, in the study, they go into far more detail than this. But there is um, a study that was done around 2015, 2016 in Norway. And this study found that babies that were born to inactive mothers were more likely to be in the group with the lowest lung function compared to babies born to active mothers. Now, in this article, it does explain what act, being active means. And I believe it was two or more hours of moderate to high intensity exercise so someone that is inactive was seen to do nothing at all or just go for a walk so and what's bothered me about lots of the research that I have done and in what lots of apps are encouraging you to do when it comes to training or exercising in pregnancy so many of them encourage you to just go for a walk and then that's exercise um yeah, I don't know about think... you Charlotte what's what your thoughts are on that it's I think the main reason for that is to encourage movement for the completely inactive person the person that okay. doesn't do any form of sports mm -hmm. doesn't even go for a swim or a jog or anything like that it mm -hmm. just encourages movement which I guess is the first sort of step towards absolutely exercising so it does get the it gets the body moving it gets the blood pumping yes it's it wouldn't do anything for myself or yourself but for Joe Average, who does 
essentially nothing other than their desk job it does get you moving a little bit but Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how much it would actually improve the the physicality like a higher intensity training does Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah absolutely and I think something else that was drawn from this as well was actually that it was encouraged in summary um, of these studies that even women who do no exercise were to start introducing some and build it up obviously like if you're completely inactive then moving like you say and doing some walking great first step but actually encouraging you to take that further even if you're completely new to it because of the benefits of exercise in pregnancy which is so exciting and it really is that new wave new step that we need in terms of promoting this as being a really positive thing for women and not something that we need to be scared of now the the final thing that i wanted to mention is that women like us who train and this was in the article who have habitually engaged in vigorous intensity aerobic activity before pregnancy can continue these activities and are encouraged to during pregnancy and postpartum just according to how you feel and how your body changes so again it all still comes back to your personal risk your personal feelings your personal experience so don't feel obliged if you know you're you're particularly unwell or you feel you know I don't know you perhaps you have some a problem with your back or your hips or whatever then that's different but this is talking about the benefits of um for those who already do stuff and 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 not to worry about continuing to do so throughout pregnancy um this was so honestly just such a breath of fresh air to read and I know it was the same for you Charlotte if you could now relate relay these articles to perhaps what you were taught in the NHS um, you know curriculum I guess of becoming a midwife what would be your kind of main points I guess to, to put across to those people that need a little bit more understanding I think the main sort of point is teaching people to be more supportive of those that do more intense exercise have a better training regime than maybe someone else and being able to support them I think that is the biggest thing because because we're not taught the information like from these articles yes we do literature reviews which is what it which is done in an area you're interested in so I was interested in fitness so I related my lit review with fitness and pregnancy and birth Mm -hmm. if you're not interested in that at all you're not going to look into it right but the problem is you're always going to get women coming through your door that are physically active Mm -hmm. more so than just doing a walk a day and it is about supporting those women and providing them not necessarily if you can't provide them with the information yourself but giving them a way to access information that they need right yeah. whether that's for themselves or that they can relay to their coach whether that be a tennis coach a swimming coach a cross training coach because everything's always slightly different depending on what you do and I think the biggest thing is to provide that information to stop midwives being so afraid of encouraging people to do that kind of exercise mm, mm, if mm. they already do it yeah rather absolutely. than jumping to the straight oh no, that that doesn't sound safe, so I don't think it's safe for you to do that. Mm. It's assess the risk and support them in that. I think that would be the main, what I would like to see most in maternity care. Absolutely. 
absolutely. It's just more like that. The main thing, like you say, is informing the ill-informed or the uninformed, and yeah, you know, that comes from every aspect. You know, as a new mum experiencing pregnancy, we are looking for direction and um, support for for you know for in every aspect you know i want to learn about what my body's going through away from exercise but i also want to make sure that i'm maximizing my opportunity to bounce back to where i have been or perhaps further than post pregnancy so i'm not just thinking about myself the health of my baby now they are my priority but i'm also thinking about the future and um charlotte something you won't know because you won't have heard it yet but emma um who I spoke to, interviewed last week in the episode, who has gone through practically the same journey that I am going through in in terms of her progression from bodybuilding to CrossFit. She actually had exactly the same experience with her midwife in terms of encouraging her to stop doing CrossFit. So, you know, we, we, live, we live on opposite sides of the country. Um, I think all it's done is essentially again for someone like me who does take things um uh, well doesn't take things too seriously when I hear things like that and you know I'm very informed and I'm confident in what I'm doing same for Emma she was she's informed she's a coach Um, she comes from a professional elite sporting background she wasn't worried she expected it she got it but also agreed that if she wasn't that informed and confident in her journey and what she was putting her body through how concerning and you know horrible it would be for any mum that were was worried about exercise so I think it also goes to show that it's not abnormal to experience or to have that experience with a midwife I know it is only two people and it's only two midwives that you've spoken to and if you include myself that's only three people out of the hundreds of thousands of midwives that there are Mm. across the country Mm. but two for two (laughs) essentially Mm. and you both had the exact same experience Mm. which definitely sort of indicates that there does need to be a bit of a shift in maternity mentality Mm. and And maternity staff mentality and all it did was solidify my reasons for doing this podcast. Because, yeah, you know, definitely. for someone like Emma, who now has a four-month-old, beautiful, healthy baby girl, and she is fully invested back into CrossFit after some rehabilitation time post-pregnancy, she was so thrilled to see someone like someone like her trying to promote this really positive thing for women and their babies in pregnancy because she's been there and she lived it and she also said that she didn't really share much of her pregnancy even though she has got um you know a fair following on social media whether I can't remember whether she said that that was a personal choice whether she didn't want to share it or whether it was you know something that just happened I can't really remember but but you know it is it is a fearful scary time so I think what I'm trying to do is allow women to be less worried about sharing what they're going through, however extreme or fine or normal or whatever you want to call it, and to come together and say, do you know what, this is good. This is so good and it's really positive. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, that was super exciting. Please check out the article. Um, thank you so much for sending it, Charlotte. It was genuinely... That's okay. I read it and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to send this to Misha. She's yeah. going to love it. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm so glad. And and actually, kind of, 
I felt like a little bit like, oh, what's the point of the podcast now? We figure out, we, we know we're good. <laughs> but no, um, it was really informative. And for guys that you, if you are feeling still a little bit worried and insecure about exercising in pregnancy, go check this out. Read the full study. It will make you feel much better. I promise. So anyway, I hope that you guys have enjoyed and felt informed from today because I certainly have, as always. Thank you so much, Charlotte, for joining us, as always. More than welcome. And uh, so what's coming up soon? Um, I'll be back with Charlotte at my 16-week stage, so I'll be fully into my second trimester and um, around the time that I'm having my second midwife appointment where I hear the baby's heartbeat for the first time, which is very exciting and of course any recommendations and opinions from myself and charlotte coming up and of course i'm really excited to have my second interviewee coming up really soon sharing her um insights into her crossfit versus pregnancy experience so um thank you so much for listening please do subscribe like and share with anyone that you think might benefit from this new mums expecting mums or people that are, you know, planning pregnancies or thinking about having children in the future that train. Even for dads as well, they might find it really helpful and informative to perhaps understand a little bit more about why their partner wants to continue to train. So share it with everyone. And of course, if you want to get in touch and share any of your insights, I would love, 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 love to hear about your experiences. You can get in touch direct with me at info at mishapt.com that's my email or you can get in touch on the socials which i'll put in the episode notes so thanks again for listening i'll be back really really soon and uh, thanks charlotte we'll speak soon speak to you soon and uh, thanks for listening see you later guys